The only thing that looks good on me is you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's all about the race for the top four, and who'll get the golden boot? It's Friday 21st of May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Always good to see you, ladies and gentlemen, especially on a Friday as well. The weekend doesn't start until you get that intro in. Is that right? Until you get it done. First <laughs> time again. I mean, yeah, I was too quick, you know. I sort of rushed myself a bit there. Do you want to have another go at it? No, I'm all right. All right, fair enough. You just want to hear a bit more Brian Adams, don't you? Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> you and Jose Mourinho. Yeah, absolutely. He loves, he loves him. Uh, when well, you they're saw... personal friends, aren't they? Well, Brian Adams exactly. is a Chelsea fan. There we go. And so is Jose Mourinho There's still? the link. Um, Maybe not. When you said it, I, wa- I just wanted to go, down, out, down, down, out. <laughs> but I, re- I resisted. I love it. If the listeners are any, in any doubt... You resisted you then? Yeah. If the listeners are in any doubt, you and I are really relaxing into middle age, then uh, yeah. a little Brian Adams riff, that's yeah. the stuff. Yeah. That is the stuff. Marcus, as long as you've got driving gloves on on a Friday... <laughs> That's yep. fine. You've got a feel for me, baby. <laughs> um, i tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. It's, I'm glad there's something to play for in the Premier League with the top four. I know purists will say, mm, top four is not a trophy and, and whatnot. Um, but it's the, better than absolutely nothing. It's better for. than absolutely nothing, yeah. Andy. This is, this, is the, this is the day and age we live in. That's what we've learned. Yeah. It's better than absolutely nothing. Would you so rather, let's take it. Would let's you rather no news or news that there's another there's an ESL on, yeah. on the cards? You know, sometimes nothing is more preferable. But I think it'll be it'll be interesting because a lot of players will be doing their doing their, strutting their stuff in front of Big Gareth. Well, last chance saloon. Yeah. Well, and now we go straight to Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Well, exactly. Great example of it. You're talking about little Jackie Grealish, yeah. are you? Can we, pull up, can we call up Kai Havertz? No, sadly we can't. <laughs> but I am talking about little Jackie G. Jackie G. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all the Leicester City fans will be cheering him on, uh, no doubt, and, mm. and the rest of Aston Villa um, because of the ramifications of all the results and, and whatnot. Um, before we do that, a bit of admin. Leicester and Chelsea have been charged by the FA after that scuffle that broke out on Tuesday. And let's be clear, it's a scuffle. It's yeah. often described as a brawl. Yeah. And it's not a brawl. And no, it's definitely way, not a brawl. We should say we don't want a brawl because that would be genuinely very, very nasty. A brawl is, I don't know, uh, we saw one in the centre of Glasgow quite recently. Yeah. You know, those things are brawls. But oh, then... can, I, can I just say I wouldn't mind a brawl? Really? You're just speaking on behalf what, of What, with Andy and me? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, yeah. No, but I'm, what I'm saying... That costs you extra. Yeah. What I'm yeah. saying is... When does a scuffle become a brawl? Yeah. And for me, closed fist. If you've got okay, fair enough, good answer. If you've got That's if you've got a load of young, athletic, consensual men fighting each other, what's what's wrong with that? Andy's quick fire answer there. It's like he's been put on the news to discuss something and finish the argument once and for all. There, but the scuff the scuffle. I mean, closed fist. I know. I, I take it. I, I take it. That's it. I take it. Yeah, yeah I take it. And I, you, I sometimes think that. Um, I understand there might be children watching and it's not the greatest advert for the game, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes think people might have a bit more dignity if they fought properly. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, Roy Keane certainly thinks that. And <laughs> he said to Alan Shearer, you know, I didn't even hit him sort of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. So look, they've been charged. Fair enough. It's, it's, quite, a, it's quite a weird, um, like, rivalry in a vacuum just for this season. It's yeah. Chelsea thing, isn't it? it so is it's interesting strange. that's bubbling up. Lap it, it up if you're Leicester. That's thought, what I say. I'd like to see them play each other again. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, there was there was footage of Daniel Amati mucking about with the Chelsea pennant after the cup final, yeah. which could have angered Chelsea. Uh, it certainly an, uh, angered um, Antonio Rudiger. After their win on Tuesday, he said, unfortunately, some people in the Leicester team, which is 
slightly disrespectful. I quite like that. Yeah. Um, don't know how to celebrate, and we had to punish them 100%. Congratulations to them for winning and celebrating everything, but don't disrespect club history. This is bigger than you. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> it's quite underwhelming as a kind of dig. I, know he's, I appreciate he's doing it in second language. Andy, would that be more impactful if he was doing it in his native tongue? No. Think? No. It no. <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh well, there we are. He does his uh, he does his punishing on the pitch. It would it was, but I mean this game though against against Phil, it's a tricky selection, Andy, for for Tuchel, as he needs to win the match. But of course he will have an eye on the Champions League final. Um, there was a slight concern about mm. Angolo Conte, um, with the I think he came off um, with slight sort of hamstring concerns. So what do you think he does here? Well, he's got to go all in. I don't think all it, like best team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I think I think he has to. They've We've got not, a week until the next game, but they've okay. not they've not really got any margin for error. I agree. Yeah. They've not. Well, got they any do margin have margin for error. for error, Andy, because they could lose that, finish with, but win the Champions League, and then they get into the Champions League, don't they? Yeah, that's the way to play it. That would be very bold. <laughs> that, that, be, that, your, that your team talk? Wouldn't that be bold? Wouldn't that be bold after the match if they lose to Villa and Leicester Pippa? And he goes, "Don't worry, lads, <laughs> got a safety net next week. Next week, yeah. it's all yeah. a part of the plan." Yeah, it's like some whole kind of like existential nightmare where yeah. the only reason you to buy to win trophies exists to maintain some kind of Champions League status. <laughs> They're not going to celebrate winning it. They just go, "We're in it again next year," and that's the most important thing. I can't fuck the trophy. <laughs> Give me the fixtures. <laughs> I want to know what a plan again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're delighted to be Which, in the group stages. You know? yeah, Chelsea are in the box. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Chelsea are in the box seat here. Yeah. And um, I know that Villa have been far more impressive than yeah, they were last season. Wow, look, it's a, it's a weird journey for, for Villa because mm. they've been far more um, successful and, and impressive this season than they were last season. Yeah. Full stop. Mm-hmm. But they started off like a house on fire well. and they dropped off and they're gonna they've obviously got nothing to play for mm. now. Um they can't finish higher than or lower than eleventh. That's that's been decided. So I don't know what that means, but I do know that um that Jackie G will be uh, in the in the uh, in the shop window so to speak mm-hmm. and um wanting to impress and, and I wonder Andy if I know you, your point about picking the best strongest team I can at Chelsea, which I completely agree with, but I wonder if they we're gonna see an element of if they just drop off the players mm. four or five percent, because at the back of their mind, they're like, I don't want to miss Champions League final. Yeah. That could affect the game. Mm. It could, because I think if you look at this on paper, it looks more likely that Villa inconvenience them than mm-hmm. get a result that that costs Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But having said that, if you go back over Chelsea's recent weeks and some of the points they dropped mm-hmm. in situations where it should be a a given really I, th- I think you look at the West Brom game you look at the Arsenal game really in which they weren't able to bring that sort of intensity I think if you're Tuchel you're reminding them of that Arsenal game you're really on the case about that because a performance like that and all of a sudden they're fit well this is why I think we might we might see one or two um, players who have maybe not started that much you could bring in someone like Giroud for this game I know you said Luke that you would start him in the Champions League final and maybe you might do that but you just bring in one or two and you say to them look I'm trusting you to get us over the line here because it's not just a kind of, yeah, we need to fulfil this fixture. But that's kind of what he did with the Arsenal game. Mm. Uh, And I think Tuchel will have that in his mind when you talk about the team selection as well because he talked about, yeah, I changed the team too much. And he didn't. He blamed the players who he brought in without naming them, didn't he? Yeah, okay. Where he he said, Um, yeah, I shouldn't have picked these guys. Well, I don't want to blame it on anyone. But you know know who I mean because I brought them into the team and there were some changes. It was my fault for picking that rubbish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Drew, um, drew at home to Brighton as well, did they not? 
Yeah, nil nil. So mm. uh, I'd pick Giroud for. I mean, look, he might be one of those players who, who's just improving by his absence, and I know he's getting older. And I think I said this maybe on Monday, if not Monday last week. Um, I know you can't say this forever, but I'd, I'd pick him for it. I'd pick Giroud for every big game. Give him a game mm. before his summer off. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not going to be picked for the France side, no. Well, well, you don't you don't bring Benzema as we said on OTC yesterday. You yeah, don't Benzema bring Benzema back, to sit he? on the bench. Mm. Yeah, but you need a squad. Well, you might. I mean, he'd be quite good for squad harmony. Good go around the dressing room. Yeah, him and Benzema get on famously well. <laughs> famously. I'm no, talking if he, about Benzema. If he gets his, if Giroud gets his top off, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And don't forget, you know, I think the only man who's ever looked good on a, a Nokia thirty three ten picture. No, that's niche. Oof. It's quite niche, though, isn't yeah. it? How many people have been on a Nokia? I don't even know what a Nokia thirty three. Maybe it hasn't like. even got a camera. Maybe I'm like quoting <laughs> the, the, the wrong model. I, I, I don't think it does. Don't Andy. forget that France didn't start the 2018 World Cup with Giroud in the starting lineup, but they ended it with him mm. and they won it. It's so not, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Exactly, and that is uh, as Brian Adams would say. Absolutely right, and yeah. that is quite uh, everything I do. <coughs> I do it for Giroud. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, of course, Leicester are playing Tottenham Hotspur, and brother Brendan needs a win, and Liverpool or Chelsea to drop points. Have you seen Spurs recently? Mm. I think they might be fine. Yeah, and I particularly enjoy the idea that a few weeks ago, some Spurs fans I know saying that all we got to do is we got to win every game, and Leicester just have to lose a few, and we'll play on the last day and it's top four baby how's that working out for you because they are shit yeah well the, I mean the odds suggest that Leicester City will miss out again on Champions League football which would be gutting for them because obviously what happened last time yes they've won the FA Cup so it is a good season no matter what you say it's a good season but it will be a tinge of disappointment of course maybe even more of a, than a tinge yeah I mean you talked about the excitement on the final day Marcus yeah. I was saying on yesterday's ramble what is a little bit disappointing to me is the fact that Liverpool won three 0 at Burnley rather than one 0 Because then, I, think I know what if, you mean. Oh, yeah, I'm, I agree. It's with a you. little bit closer. You're, yeah. If you're in a situation where, like at the top of the Turkish Super League last week, in in, in a way, if Liverpool could win and still not qualify, mm-hmm. if Leicester went crazy, yeah. that that would be interesting. Because I don't think that's off the table against Spurs. I I think you mm-hmm. know if, if Leicester, Leicester go for it, you could you could imagine quite a big result. Yeah, you? I think that's one of the beauties of the goal difference is that yes. that when you you have that scenario where it's kind of like who can outscore who. I mean the most famous one of course uh, Luke cast your mind back many years ago to um, Rangers Celtic, no? Uh I was actually going to Nigeria. Okay. Um, yeah. Police machine. Police machine, yeah. Yeah, when they won. Was it 55 nil? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> on the final yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Most unexpected. Well, the thing if is, only though, we had that sort of clarity in the Premier League. Eh? You know, but the thing the is, the team they played in the first half, I did okay. They did all right. Yeah, I think um, it was only 30 nil at half time. So. <laughs> it's fair to say there was a capitulation. Yeah. But in the other game where the other side who were going for it, I forget who it was. Um, I'm annoyed that I can't remember that. You can laugh and go 55 nil, you know. Talk about being sure. Well, they won something like forty-one nil. <laughs> so you did. There was, you know. Well, big big Alex Ferguson, big big Eck, He he always used to say, didn't he, that he was he was really paranoid about losing the league title on goal difference. Yeah. Mm. And um, obviously, it came to happen in mm. one season. But but look, I think to, to to look at the Spurs side of the ledger, look, there's a big part of me that deeply deeply needs to have either Spurs or Arsenal in the UA for Conference League next season. And so this has got to be factoring into our thinking. If we if we get Spurs losing heavily to Leicester, there's a reasonable chance that um, Everton, obviously Everton just need a point to go above them to get into seventh for the Conference League. I, I really need to see Spurs or Arsenal in the Conference League. I know this... Uh, but... <laughs> I know this is ridiculous, but it wasn't that long ago I became aware of the Europa League Conference League or whatever yeah. it's called. But I think that there will be plenty of people out there who are thinking, sorry, what? 
Mm. Do you want to explain it? I mean, it is as, as it sounds. I've just looked up the police machine thing, and apparently it was actually 79-0 and 67-0. Sorry, I've undersold that sound, 55. And the other team uh, were Plateau United feeders. Well, certainly did Plateau. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I think it's difficult to see, joking aside, it's difficult to see how it gets worse for Spurs at this point, right? So all the stuff you guys talked about yesterday, the way they've handled, the, at the very least, the PR of what went on against Aston Villa has been dreadful. And the only thing that can get worse for them is if they end up in the Conference League, which will be a disaster for them. And mm-hmm. you know, with apologies to our friends at UEFA, that would be a joke. Don't call it and, the Conference League as and well. Sec- and, and, and secondly, um, if, if they can't find a way to, to sort out this Harry Kane situation, which I, I understand the points you made yesterday, and I agree broadly with them, but it's still a difficulty when you've got the England captain and your best mm-hmm. player publicly saying to you know, to Gary Neville that yeah. you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. So there's there's an issue there and I think it speaks to the fact that Spurs are in absolute disarray at the moment. The business side of the club is obviously run very mm. well but the football side is a joke. Yeah. It's nothing better than a joke at this point and it's amazing how quickly it can go from being reasonable to a joke. Well, well quite promising. You, you, you've got the new stadium, the Champions League final. We all know this. They were regularly in the Champions League. Sutton suddenly beating the likes of uh, uh, Real Madrid and so on. And as, as as Luke says, Andy, now it's kind of they'd be lucky to get into the Europa League conference mm. or the Vanarama Europa League, whatever it's called. And I mean that does have particularly sort of heavy cultural significance, that naming <laughs> in know. this country, doesn't it? Yeah. But, it's prob- probably in other countries. Oh fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fine. But but it, it does come to I mean that interview that Harry Kane did with, with Neville, I don't know when it was, but it was obviously quite recent. And he talked about, you know, it's a moment in my career where I have to kind of reflect and see where I'm at and, and have a good, honest conversation with the chairman. I'd never say that I'd stay at Spurs for the rest of my career and I'd never say that I would leave Spurs. But then in the interview, he, he, he also suggests that perhaps the, the club should cash in on him now while he's at his peak. He said, I'm not going to be worth you... this amount of money for the rest of my career. Uh, yeah. can, can I offer you three words here? Posh Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. You know, is, is he worth as much to other clubs, particularly mm-hmm. in this transfer market, as he's worth to Spurs? I, I don't know. And also, he's completely locked up. They're, they're not really under any particular pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're under some sort of psychological pressure. This idea that Daniel Levy is going to feel, yeah, I, I think we should do the right thing for Harry. But Come that's, on, but, give over. But that's surely why he's doing these these interviews and he's kind of making yeah, it public. Yeah, absolutely right, Marcus. Yeah. And that's, this is why I, I... So I'll pull up what you said yesterday uh, on the fact that you said Harry Kane's never going to go on strike. He's not that kind of character. I agree with that. Mm. But actually, there are more. There are many different ways of exerting kind of soft pressure than going on strike. These kind yeah, there of are. these these kind of interviews and these kind of quotes, whether they're coming out off the record on background or whether they're coming out explicitly on big high profile mm. interview shows with Gary Neville, they are a way of exerting pressure. I Kane, think this Kane is... knows his position at Spurs. He knows how much of a legend he is there, and of course, he's not going to Winston Bohada it, but he's also going to do it in another way if he sincerely wants to leave. I think this is all stuff you can ride out if you don't really want to sell him. Possibly, but, but I, we'll see, won't we? But your point, Andy, there about you know he might not be worth to other clubs that, 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 what he is to Spurs. I, I understand that, but he is what he's not quite the same as Zaha in that sense because yeah. there's not such a gap. Well, he's also, he's a much better, well, a well, much more effective say, player. I mean, than Zaha. I mean, he is one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, he is. But how many clubs are going to be all in on him when they could be all in on Mbappe or Holland? I don't see it. I, I, I think the market for him is much smaller than you think. Oh, is it? the market for yeah, him? Yeah, I agree. The with that market point. for him is basically Man City, Man United, or PSG. Yeah. Mm. That's it. And and you know, and it's not PSG. 
Fine, well, there you go. It's Man City or Man United. Then. There's no chance mm. on earth he goes to Chelsea. Not, no, never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's Man City or Man United. And Jim said yesterday that he thinks that you know Man United could push the boat out. I can see the optics of why they might want to do that. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you never. But know. it depends what Spurs think pushing the boat out is. That, that's that's the that's the main question in this, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is, Andy. Mm. I mean, but Kane, he will have noticed that two of his former teammates have left, Christian Eriksen and, and Kieran Trippier, and Eriksen's won Serie A and, and Trippier. Don't want to jinx it. He's on the verge Could of winning. Of well, winning they're both the playing in the Champions League. They're mm, yeah. both playing in the Champions League, and he'll see mm. that and think, "Blimey, they're teammates." He'll look that Marcus. And he'll go, "Christian Eriksen doesn't even fucking try." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the Champions League. I try really hard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then old oh, trips. I mean, Trippier it wasn't. He was sort of falling slightly out of favour, and people were thinking, "Oh, did he peak in the World Cup?" And so there he is. He's on the verge. All Atletico needs. Still to got do. to finish it off this weekend. They do. They do. And they need to beat Real Valladolid to clinch that title. Yeah. In Real Real Valladolid news, have you seen that uh, that their their um, their their owner or president is he uh, the great Ronaldo um, has uh, he's got a new disowned documentary called Ronaldo El Presidente, which would suggest he is the president. Yeah, it could be a name that he's given himself. A bit of a faux pas, otherwise, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about uh, being the president of Real Valladolid now, um, and it's out because uh, he bought a fifty-one stake in the club for thirty million euros in two thousand and eighteen. I completely forgot this. The, the big Ronaldo's maybe because he doesn't spend much time at the well, club it's a really good time to have a documentary because they're doing really well this season aren't they <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly what the fans want to well they need to win. yeah exactly yeah. they're in the relegations they need to right. win to have any hope of staying up I know we've had some weekend. bad news but yeah. I've got some good news for you now big That's announcement right. <laughs> oh, what is it a new player well I'll let you be the judge when I say <laughs> the zone documentary you're welcome yeah. completely free if you're a subscriber have you seen Sunderland Till I Die <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. His, his team could do uh, his old side Real Madrid a favour of course on the weekend yeah I mean it's, it's funny you were saying about he's not been that visible mm. I mean which as, is a surprise as, for as, as this is as this is coming out mm. some by the lead fans are protesting about his in inverted commas neglect of the club there's an argument that he's put all his efforts into infrastructure maybe rather than the playing side mm-hmm. but yeah on, on the pitch not great yeah, but that's surprising because his former teammate Roberto Carlos said everything Ronaldo does it's good I slept more often with him than my own wife I did everything with Ronaldo and without limits <laughs> <laughs> since 1993 he's been my brother it's quite yeah. a sweet quote, actually, Andy. You shouldn't bastardise it. No, exactly. Oh, gentlemen, before we move on uh, from Leicester against Spurs, lovely news um, from former Leicester City defender Sol Bamba, who's cancer-free. He said on Insta, I wish you all a blessed day and see you again on the pitch soon. Good news. Well, he, pl- he played five minutes of the, the last game, didn't he? He came on, mm. as, he came on as sub in the, in, the, in the last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good to, to, to get the, so finally uh, get the all clear. clear. The official yeah. all yeah. clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still playing for Cardiff, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lovely old job. Uh, excellent. So, yeah, I mean, they're the, the you know two of the bigger fixtures, of course, but Leicester City versus Spurs, all eyes will be on that one. It's, 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 it's going to be a great... It's great because, it's, sadly, it's the only day mm. of the season where all the games are played at the same bloody time. Yeah. And it would be better to have more on it, but we've got a top four discussion to have, and then we can all enjoy La Liga, which is what, later that night? No- oh, that's the day before on Saturday, isn't it? La yeah, Liga. so you have the last day of the Bundesliga on Saturday afternoon, and yeah. then at 5pm is the last day of La Liga. Oh, who's going to win, win the Bundesliga? Ligue 1. <laughs> yeah, Sunday Andy, night. Andy, I'm going to push you for prediction. Liga, La Liga. Top four. Bundesliga. Premier League. No, but, yeah. <laughs> Scottish, well, I'm, I'm going to exclusively reveal that Bayern Munich are going to win the Bundesliga. Come on, are, are Lille going to do it? Yes. Are Atletico Madrid going to do it? 
Slightly. Yes, but with a small Y at the beginning. Right. Okay. Are Arsenal going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Are Arsenal going to get into the Conference League? Let's hope Precipitating so. let's, a sale from Stan Kroenke to Daniel Ek. Uh, let's, so. let's, let's, let's hope it's, so. It's I the think... straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> I think the Super Spurs get it. Yeah. I'm not Spurs. standing another trip to Macedonia. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, gentlemen, before we go for a, a quick break, we mentioned Kieran Trippier earlier. Well, he's going to feature on tomorrow's episode of Lions Watch over on Football Ramble Presents. It's the last chance to debate the final few positions in this England squad before gorgeous Gareth Southgate announces the squad on Tuesday afternoon. Luke and I will also touch on the goalkeeping situation and our journey through England's evolution arrives at the 2019 Nations League finals in Portugal. Listen and subscribe to Lions Watch over on Football Ramble Presents now. I mean, if we can if we can definitively choose the two or three right-backs in the squad and the starting right-back, <laughs> then we deserve knighthoods, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, for one thing, it is worth tuning in for us, for us revisiting that mental game against Switzerland. That no. was an incredible game. Yeah. Incredible. And it was great to rewatch it this week. So, yeah, do tune in over on Football Ramble Presents. Damn right, baby. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the sort of luxuriant quality. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. Right, let's have Chris Rogers' email jingle. Damning us with faint praise. Yeah, I do like that one, though. Love it. It's got a vibe. Definitely got a vibe. So um, we've got an email here from Charlie Craven saying, on yesterday's show, Andy, me, mentioned West Ham possibly being happy with a place in the Conference League next season and mentioned how they messed up their previous two campaigns by losing to Astra Giurgiu and the qualifying rounds. Well, a quick update from here in Romania. Astra were relegated to Liga 2 this week just five years after winning the title. Surely West Ham fans can rest easy knowing lightning won't strike in the same place three times. (laughs) However... Uh Uh-oh. Plot twist. The Romanian Cup final takes place tomorrow, where Astra take on Craiova. The winner secures a place in the UEFA Conference oh, League. Oh, come on. <laughs> Could it be? I'm sure all West Ham fans will have their Craiova hats on at the weekend, as I'm sure they are still haunted by the name Astra. Thank you, Charlie. My goodness. One of the greatest ever um, viral videos, like memes, with that West Ham fan going, Astra Juju! Astra Juju! <laughs> Fuming outside the stadium. Oh, Sales of Vox all Astros are down, aren't they? That would that. that would be really that would be really good if David Moyes, the great man himself, <laughs> mm. could finally exorcise the Astro demons from West Ham. You could see it as something that West Ham fans want to avoid, or you could see it as a chance to really set the record straight. Also, mm. you're jinxing him by calling him David Moyes before they've even definitively qualified for the Europa League. True, true. I think the Conference League for them would be a uh, would be a disappointment after the season they've had. I understand. I can't believe they called it the Conference League. Because What sounds, would you have called it? I don't know, the Europa Super League. <laughs> like, it sounds crap. Yeah. Like, who, anyone in England, like, oh, we've qualified for the Europa Conference League. It yeah. sounds like that you've been handed a wooden spoon. Yeah, and that's why it'd be amazing. And I think everyone should get behind me here if Spurs or Arsenal were in it. <laughs> See, look, yours because you... it's like seeing it's like seeing yeah. all your best friends yeah. going to Disney World for a month, <laughs> right? 
and you having to go for a rainy week in a caravan yeah. in somewhere in the UK, which is shit that I'm not going to say. The Pete Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like I say uh, the Pete Donaldson. Gosport, because that's where I'm from. There we I'll go. I'll say that. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also, not only that, you get the Champions League games beamed into your caravan every mm. five minutes because that's what the Champions League's like. Interrupted with heavy adverts about the Europa Conference League. <laughs> but when is it going to be played? Like on Thursday Thursdays. early afternoon? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. It's not even going to be on Thursday evening, is it? It's great to Brussels here because he's the only man that understands it as well. Yeah. Do you yeah. understand it, Andy? Yeah, more or less, yeah. Were you a part of the decision-making? I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> it. There we are. Show at com to get your accusations in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not libelous, though. Can't read them out. Um, Liverpool playing Crystal Palace in the other uh, important game on the weekend. Uh, Roy Hodgson and Christian Benteke would love to beat their former club, wouldn't they, Luke Moore? I think they would. I think that, but then they're professionals. They'd love to win any game they're participating of course, in. Absolutely right, and I think it's absolutely spot on. By the way, um, as you did yesterday to describe um, Andy Brassel as the Roy Hodgson of the ramble, you know that wasn't me. No, but someone did though. Yeah, and I completely Jim. agree. Elder statesman yeah. speaks several languages. Um, you know, also into early jungle and drum and bass. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the similarities never end. You and I both know he's the Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. Looks yeah, wise. you got the eyebrow, though. I do, but Andy, I just think we'll look a bit like Carlo when he's a bit older. But back to the game. I, I you do, mean six months older? Yeah. <laughs> he's not He's not much older than you. <laughs> no, same school Ridiculous. year. Same school year, I mean, Carlo. <laughs> same, um, I guess, pace of greying, though. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yes, this is a fascinating game, not, not least because um, it's Roy's um, last game Mm. probably in management we expect I don't yeah. want to be too presumptuous but I'm pretty sure it will be it's a fair presumption um, and he's got history with Liverpool of course mm. uh, he famously walked alone even though they say no one ever walks alone <laughs> at that club and he's also and Palace and Liverpool have got history about you know, the, the classic at Christan, in Cristanbul so <laughs> I forgot about that Liverpool fans will be a little bit nervous about that although obviously they've been in brilliant form recently I mean mm-hmm. they're the form team in the top half of the table really Yeah. Um, so they might have timed their run just about perfectly I think it's them and Leeds are up there yeah, Leeds, oh, Leeds have done By the way, we should very, very quick mention we talk about Liverpool, but we always talk about Bills aside's slowing down and they're a bit knackered. Absolutely not this uh, season. Well, haven't, sure. haven't they got the best form of any team over the last, I think, 10, 10 12 games? I think it's yeah. the year, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they could, finish, they could finish eighth. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. back to Liverpool. Though, yeah, probably. I mean, so yeah. There's, 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 yeah, we know how much we love a subplot on this yes, show. Yes, We could see something interesting here. Well, and the other subplot as well is that Mo Salah and uh, Harry Kane are battling out for the golden boot. Um, I didn't really, I mean, there's, I suppose this is a bit, a bit silly of me not to realise this, but, but Salah and, and Kane, Kane won the golden boot before Salah arrived. And he hasn't won it since, Andy. Mm. And Salah, did he make little some little comment about, yeah, no, he's a good player, obviously, since I've been here, he hasn't won it or something like that. <laughs> Love that. Which, of course, is a fair comment. I mean, that's yeah. factually, the, 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 you know, that's yeah, a he doesn't, he doesn't need to say it, does he? He doesn't need to say it. <laughs> and I tell you what, what if, if Harry Kane's going to get that golden boot, he needs to get it now because, as we know, mm. Mohamed Salah will be wearing the Roma kit again from next season <laughs> if you've seen the previews of the Liverpool strip so yeah. he's, he's, he's guaranteed a 40 goal season next also, year also, and also Kane won't be able to win it if he's on the bench for Man City no so, very good point yeah. no that's right yeah. or playing up front for PSG or something like that yeah. <laughs> or wherever he may well go um, if it's late on in this game and Liverpool need a goal Palace will be wary of the Allison threat oh big time Big time. You'd have imagine Ben on him. Imagine if he did that. Yeah. Imagine if he popped up with another one. I'll tell you something. Hodgson with his zones, he's he's, he's prepared for that. That I mean, Ben Take just 
like bludgeoning Alisson. Three players on Alisson. The last, the last minute. I hope we do see a bit of last minute drama. I think so. I think we deserve yes. it. After yeah, the yeah, yeah. I'd be, I think that would be really bloody lovely, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, uh, Andy, they're going to set up a new supporters board to increase fan representation. They'll be invited to attend main board meetings for input. I mean, we've seen... What do you think of that? We've seen Spurs put this idea mm. out as, as well. And um, while it's to be welcomed to an extent, you need a little bit more clarity. You need a little bit more detail. Now, what I think is interesting is today, there's been an announcement from a group called uh, Fair Game, which includes um, FC Wimbledon, Exeter, Luton, Newport, Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And they've got other clubs who are interested in getting involved, they say. And it's about um, trying to get um, an independent audit of all football clubs. It's about um, mm-hmm. trying to have a bit more clarity, a more vigorous fit and proper person's test, which mm-hmm. a, a lot of us have needed. This to me is interesting because it's the idea of genuine change coming from within the game. Mm. So I'm really interested to see how much traction this gets over the next little while and whether it can really make headway in, in, in professional football. Yeah, I mean, I think that w- when we talk about this sort of 50 plus one rule and whatnot with the current ownerships, that it, it will have to be a major shift and it would it would have to make certain group of people behave in, in a very very unlikely way for that to and happen. The, and the Premier League works for its stakeholders, exactly. So exactly, but yeah. this is uh, much more realistic. It may be a bit tokenistic as well, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Do, look, do you think that they have to engage with the supporters' trusts to work out the terms? Exactly, that's, that's the important thing. Can you see Newcastle doing this? Probably not. No. Get and everybody around. What? What? And my, uh, my, my, my you request. You, 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 <laughs> what are you off, mate? <laughs> you, you may have to take advantage of the fact that after the whole Super League thing, yeah. like Ma- Mike Ashley's not even in the top, worst top five owners of the Premier League, is he? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's a win for you know, Mike. The, the big, the big concern for <laughs> this is ego. The big concern for this is that it can only go so far because there's so many, there's such a huge amount of big differences between how clubs mm. are run. Um, or how they can be run realistically at that level with respect to those clubs and how they can be run at Premier League. Well, I, th- I think you could argue that's why the Super League fell apart so quickly because mm. they've all just got such diverse interests. Mm. Now, hopefully, clubs a little bit lower down will create that pressure by realising that there's more that unites them than divides them. But we'll have to wait and see. But it could, if it, does, if it goes wrong, it could just create, a, just enlarge the chasm between top flight football in this country and the Football League. Mm. possibly yeah. but you know you can't sit on your hands at the, at the moment they're not getting theirs so True. something has to be done yeah indeed um, uh, Crystal Palace obviously Hodgson's uh, going to be off at the end of the season um, Sean Dyche has emerged as the favourite to succeed him what do you think of that well he won't be seen dead in London would he do you know what? he gets out of there as quick as he can when he comes <laughs> here for an away game everyone's got their price <laughs> typical London lefty <laughs> everyone's got their price though I suppose so yeah I mean look, it's, it's a nerve-wracking time for Crystal Palace fans I'm sure they'll be very appreciative and, and of course they were in, in, in Crystal Palace's last home game against Arsenal they'll be very appreciative and aware of what Hodgson's been able to achieve at the club but it'll be a great amount of trepidation in which they'll enter next season mm. because they they found it difficult you know fairly I mean they found it difficult to consistently appoint good managers Yeah, and you know we heard from um about Frank De Boer from Mourinho and yesterday show, didn't we? So it can go wrong if you don't make the right appointment. I guess the, the, the rationale among, around Sean Dyche is that he's been at Burnley for a while. There's been rumours rumbling around that he, you know, he may be moving on and he's got what it takes in theory to do, to do his thing at Palace. Mm-hmm. But, and it is a big but, I think, 
if we to draw the we draw a, sort of a comparison between someone who's so synonymous with a club, mm. so like an Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, yeah. mm. he goes up to Burnley, ironically enough, at a terrible time, comes yeah. back to Bournemouth, and yeah, it seems yeah. to fit for him at that specific club. Yeah. If you're going to take it up to the very top level, um, is anyone going to be queuing up to hire Zidane? Probably mm. not. Mm-hmm. So because he fits that club, and that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Sean, Sean Dyche is synonymous with Burnley. Yeah. Doesn't automatically mean it's going to transpose across to Crystal Palace. So, yeah. it's, so it's, just it's extrapolate that. If Diego Simeone wanted to manage Palace, they'd be wise to say no. The, um, no, I'd love that. That'd be great. That'd be, I mean, it'd be out of left field. Well, I'll tell you who is. Who ben Tucker would be off. I'll tell you be, that. He would be. Yeah. Um, but i tell you who, he knows the club and he's available. Big Sam Allardyce. Oh, goodness me. Don't hey. get me started on him. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. I see what you've done there, Spells. Uh-huh. I see what you've done. Start on that fucking idiot. I haven't, I have noticed, ladies and gentlemen, that Luke Moore is in the room. And I'd like to uh, put this to you. Um, uh, Mikel Antonio, um, we move on to West Ham's other. He became an official friend of the Ramble, it's fair to say, after saying West Brom played direct style of football. <laughs> and Big Sam was his um, usual collected self in response. He has in, just insulted me and my team. I know he's a nice lad, but it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Disgusting, what he said. It's a load of crap, and it always has been a load of crap because I've never played the same at any club I've been at. And if you thought that was long ball today, then somebody is deluded. Yeah. I can't say anything to add <laughs> that Big Sam didn't say in that mm. clip yesterday or day before yesterday mm. to make himself look like the absolute clown prince of football in this country. <laughs> and I genuinely hope he never works again. Not even at Sky Sports. He quite fancies it's, that, especially not at Sky Sports, because I have to experience it. He's made his dough. He doesn't need the money. Uh, he's all about himself. Um, I think whatever he does, he'll never be able to get over the fact that he fucked it up at England. Yeah, and I'm quite pleased about that. Yeah, well, I mean, him touting himself at Sky Sports was pretty piss poor. That's right? terrible. It's, it's the, uh, 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 an illustrious historic club have mm. been relegated on yeah. his watch. Yeah. He was in control of it. He bears responsibility mm. for it. And the only thing he wanted to say with a shit-eating grin on his face mm. was about why Sky Sports never hired him. He's an embarrassment. Yeah. And I know you like winding me up, and that's no, no, fine. No, no, I'm not, I'm and the not. listeners enjoy it, and it's all good. I'm fine <laughs> to be the clown, I don't mind. But let's not get it twisted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? The man is a disgrace, mm. and we should be aware of that at least. No, I, and, I, and I agree. And, and the, and amount, of people that tweeted me, the amount of people that tweeted mm. me when yeah. that video came out saying... I'm pleased you said what you said about Sam because mm-hmm. he's shown exactly what he's like. And a, a fair amount of them were West Brom fans as well. So, look, he is what he is. Um, I suspect he'll pop up somewhere, talk sport or somewhere like that. And um, people will always want to listen to him because of what he's achieved in the game. We shouldn't forget what he's achieved in the game. The, 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 the mad thing is, Marcus, mm. that quote is an embarrassment, but actually there's a fair amount of truth to it. He has always been a pragmatic coach. He's always yeah. been forward thinking in certain areas. Yeah. But yeah. what he's missing out on is the fact that Mikel Antonio is entirely entitled to his opinion mm-hmm. because Big Sam Adice isn't short and coming forward in the well, opinion. No, no, so a direct and, style is, is a... Yeah. That's not necessarily a bad yeah. thing. Like Ferguson's United played mm. a direct style at times. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so Antonio's entitled to his opinion. Mm. And unfortunately, what Sam's missing is the fact that people think he's a risible character because he is a risible character. Mm. So that's how it was always going to be. Yeah. Can't have it, I can't have it both ways. But, but it is a shame because in doing all this buffoonery, actually Allardyce has had a respectable career. He should be proud of his career. He should but be. But he isn't because he's got a chip on his shoulder. Exactly. And that's such a shame because from an outside looking at, you know, I was talking about Hodson the other day when I was last on Wednesday, I think it was, saying that actually... His methods that have been around, you know, obviously Hodgson's been managing for, for decades. His methods ensure a side who have been a bit of a yo-yo side and been spent some time in the championship. They, 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 he secures Premier League football for them. Okay, it might be mid-table and they're not pushing for Europa League, say, but that is an achievement in itself. Allardyce 
does that as well. If Allardyce takes over your club, obviously West Brom, it's happened. It was a it was a tough ask and he hasn't... Very, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so let's not be silly. What he did at Palace was very good. Even at Sunderland, Jonathan Wilson says he didn't he didn't want Sernam Allardyce to leave. He left because of England. You mm. know, I understand Newcastle fans won't, won't see that that way and whatnot, but he got, you know, he, he's done quite well. Bolton fans will remember him very fondly. He's had a very respectable career. So much so he got the England job, as you say, Luke, the way it ended. But this buffoonery and this nonsense and this self-promotion, it ruins his own... He, you know, that's the ironic thing. He thinks he's trying to talk himself up and actually it has the adverse effect. Absolutely, because because if you look at it, you know, take take the fact that they haven't won a game for over a month yeah. in a key period of time. This is, so that, going, at the time of recording today, the last six games, they've got two points. They've won none of them. Mm. I know there are no fans or there are no away fans around at the moment, but if you're a West Brom fan, mm. and like I keep saying, you know, every club is historic and proud in its own way, and I was, you know, obviously I respect that. You know, West Brom are an amazing club for lots of different reasons. Mm. If you were a West Brom fan in a time when you could go to the away games, how disrespected would you feel having to travel to Leeds this Sunday mm. in the final game yeah. of the season, having just witnessed what your manager just said after a game that they've been beaten at home quite handily in a season when they've been relegated on his watch? It's an embarrassment. It's a yeah. total embarrassment. Well, and, There's nothing more to it than that. You know, and, and say someone like Allardyce and Hodgson, you would compare them in terms of what they've achieved. I know in terms of in, in England, mm. obviously Hodgson, you know, won a couple of league titles in Scandinavia and mm. stuff, but you know, he's, he didn't win sort of Serie A or this, that and the other, but they're, they're comparable. I think it's fair to say in a very general sense, sort of not too dissimilar ages. Um, and some people suggest their football can be a little bit boring or whatever, but it's that kind of mid tier Premier League um, clubs that they, that they've sort of flourished at. Look at the way people speak about Hodgson and look at the way people mm. speak about Allardyce. Mm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. One of them's a good person. Yeah. The other one isn't. And you can both fill for, in both, for, both former England managers. They are. Saying. Exactly. <laughs> okay. One for a bit longer than the other. Yeah. It's hard to know which one embarrassed themselves more, actually, thinking about <laughs> it. Yeah. But, but at least bet... Roy did it on the pitch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time for Betway's Four to Score. Entering in Betway's Four to Score is absolutely free. Uh, each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's Four selected matches. Um, for your chance to win the weekly £50,000. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. So all of these games kick off at 4pm on Sunday. Um, here's hoping we can win the lot for charity on the final Premier League weekend oh. of the season. That'd be great. I would. Game one, the big man steps up, the broad-shouldered speller. Uh, <laughs> Aston Villa v Chelsea. Who have you gone for, Marcus? Jackie Grealish. Love that. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? I want Just... to see it. Spanner in the works for the top four race and he needs to impress. Patrick. Well, he, he what he had a couple of sub appearances, I think, and he started the last game that he came off. He needs minutes under his belt. He needs to show Gareth Southgate that he has got that far in his belly. What he's made of, exactly. Uh, game number two is our man Andy Brassel sat to my left. It's Leicester v Spurs. I suspect you won't be picking a Spurs player here. Yeah, it's an easier pick, some would say. <laughs> and I Deli have Ali. been brave <laughs> and gone for Kelechi Iheanacho. Yeah, Great, okay. Yeah. So two up, that, that's Jack Grealish and Kelechi Iheanacho. Game number three is West Ham v Southampton and Vish is up. So I reckon West Ham are going to probably West Ham this. Um, that's not to say that they won't win, but they probably won't score first. So I'm going to go Danny Ings, first goal scorer in West Ham versus Southampton. He's going to be linked constantly with Spurs over the summer, so why not? Daniel Ings. Would Spurs fans be happy to lose Kane and gain Ings this summer? With respect to Danny Ings, probably not. Danny Ings is a vicious uh, pick. The last game of the four is Leeds v West Brom. It's me. 
I've gone for Patrick Bamford, mm-hmm. aka Paddy Bam Bam, um, to sign <laughs> off the season. A great season for him, a season of which he's really come of age yes. in style. Mm. So, in summary, our four players for Betway's four to score this week Jack Grealish, Kelechi Iheanacho, Danny Ings, and Patrick Bamford. If you want to play along, it's absolutely free to do so, but you must be over the age of 18 and make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and go to gamble, oh, sorry, begamblerware.org for information on responsible gambling. You must gamble responsibly. Okay, that's Betway's. Four to score. Now it's time to fire some absolute kindling in your belly <laughs> and get your head in the freezer because we're doing this. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, hey! we're doing this. <laughs> it's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Fat fingers meant I did a correct answer sound <laughs> rather than the intro, but oh, you guys know what time it is. I'll have that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure what we're doing with uh, Luke's game between now and the Euros and through the Euros, but I'm sure we'll work something out. My goodness. Um, and if we don't do it during the summer, mm-hmm. people's hearts for it will grow fonder yeah. and they'll be excited for next season. Can possibly. I make a submission uh, to the competition board before we start? You can't really do that on a match day, so I, I may not be able to officially rule on it, but I will hear it. Seeing as you've supported Marcus quite openly all season, I think the least you can do is give me a pen and paper because I've forgotten one. Oh, for goodness sake. Come on, you can't have that. Yes! I mean, the rules are the rules. That's right? Why has he not got a pen and paper, Marcus? This is a power move, and is, you're falling for it. In your opinion, Marcus, in mm. the production office, is there enough stationery to go around? There's loads, absolutely loads. And would he have had ample opportunity to do that? More so. Okay. He's just been... Oh, he's just been yes. Well, the producer's well. just coming and giving it. That's out of my hands. Flipping That's out of my hands. And why has he tied one of my hands behind my back? <laughs> Right, come on, let's have it. It's today. okay. You're, you're using your brain for this. Come on. So you'll be fine. Come on, everyone. And you're still him. the running champion. But who among us? <laughs> who among us? And then, by the way, I've noticed that dig about me supporting Marcus openly. <laughs> but it's not a dig, well, it's fact. Who among us wouldn't like to see Marcus take it on the last day of the season? <laughs> I'm asking the question, not making the statement. Marcus gets to go first. It could be the final one of the season. This is the real title race. Is it? It yeah. is. <laughs> this is like this could be like when Portsmouth won oh, the yeah. FA Cup just before World War II and had it for ages. Yeah. You could do this. I think you were gonna say that they they were what? They hadn't been top of the league all season and in the last sort of five minutes they nipped in. League two title win, twenty minutes total. That was they Portsmouth, wasn't it? Top of the table, yeah. I'm gonna Blimey. be Leicester in the Champions League spots for all those weeks and then Maybe. With nothing. Maybe not, Andy, you might win. Marcus gets to go first. Come on. Okay, let's warm up these buttons. So that button's there. There we are. That button's there. There's the right. sound. Here we go. <laughs> Haunts my dreams. You get to go first, Marcus. It's seven clubs in total, this player. Seven. His career spanned 1984, would you believe, to 2002. Incredible, mm-hmm. incredible time in the game professionally. Seven clubs in total. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tim Flowers. Oh, man. Mm. Why'd you do that? Tim Flowers, for the younger listeners among us, a goalkeeper of some repute. Very, very good safe pair of hands at his best. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure how many caps he got for England, actually. 11 caps for England. You know, right. Yeah, well, it, it, David Seaman kept him out the side. In the 90s, yeah. No disgrace in that. No, um, not at all. Had a great no. career. How many clubs covers do you think you can name, Marcus? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really quite poor on this. I've only got two. Two? Okay. Andy, can I just hear three from you? Um, I'm going to have to go three because I've only got two. Okay. I've just noticed that's my notepad. So can you just go oh! to the back of the, oh! <laughs> can you just the, back of the notepad? Hang thing? about. Oh, it's too late. Fucking hell. I've got a system here. How would you say? I'll take three. Four? No. Okay, Andy. Three clubs that Tim Flowers has played for to get up and running one at a time, please. Right, well, let's, let's not muck around because we both know two. Blackburn Rovers. Correct. Southampton. Correct. 
I think he won the title at Blackburn. He total shot in the <laughs> Definitely dark won the title. I'm going to say Wigan. Come on! One nil to Marcus. Mm. How'd you feel about that? Very good. Yeah. I was only but, sure of Blackburn, by the way. Where's Wigan come from? <laughs> Did he play for Leeds United? Uh, no, he didn't. He played for Wolverhampton Wanderers, mm-hmm. Southampton, Swindon Town. Oh, well, I didn't know Southampton. Blackburn. Yeah. Leicester. Uh, Stockport County Leicester and Coventry City I can't remember him playing for any of those other it's clubs it's weird but I, I well, vaguely remember which year was he at Leicester if you don't he was know. at Leicester 99 to 2003 yeah he, vaguely he, remember he that he signed for Manchester City but I don't think he played for them mm-hmm. um, so he, that wasn't counted yeah that was in the back of my mind yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, see I, th- I thought you know obviously Blackburn Southampton and Oi, I th- you're up and running I'm up and running it's, it's not a whitewash Andy final weekend of the season <laughs> <laughs> right, next player, Andy gets to go first. He's only played for five teams. Ooh. Right. Uh, he, his career started in 1979. Oh, here we go. Ooh, here, we go. here we go. Ended in 1998. Five clubs in total. He looked like Ian Rush. He wasn't Ian Rush. Mm-hmm. He was John Aldridge. I was expecting Pietro Paolo Verdes. There. I used to get them mixed up when I was a kid. Johnny Aldridge. Hmm. Five clubs in total. If you get all five of them, I will be very surprised. I'm a little concerned. I only have four. That's not good news what for you. What are you going for? You, are you saying four? Oh, yeah, I'm going to say four. Five? Can you do five? Absolute bastard. Can you do four? Yeah. Okay. How confident are you with your four? <laughs> I'm a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> Bollocks, I'll go five. You're going to go five? Go You're going to go for all five. Love it. Love it. Okay. Five clubs of the five the hell am I doing? spanning a 19-year career John Aldridge turned out for. I will be... This is Alan Boxic stuff. <laughs> Go on. Liverpool. Started off with the easy one. Yeah. Tranmere Rovers. Famously. For a long time. Managed them as well. Real Sociedad. Very good. That's three. Oxford United. Very, very good. That's four. Uh, this is... Uh, four out of five. Is very, did you have those? Yeah. I okay. thought he might have them. Yeah. Because I thought if I've got them and he's quite confident, this is the one. Oh, I really have no idea. Ah. <sighs> oh. Need a club from you, mate. I know. Swansea City. Yeah. Right ballpark, Newport County. Ah! Newport Felix! County. Yeah, so unfortunate. Mm. Very unfortunate. We're back on level terms. I thought. Well, I thought you know because Rush played for. We've done Rush, haven't we? I can't remember. We did do Rush. Doesn't I'm not yeah, say we it. did. We did do oh, it. Okay. Rush. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just stop talking now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bad news is it's all square. It is. The good news is you get to go first on this one. Okay. Uh, he's played for six clubs in total. He retired mm-hmm. in 2009. Mm. I get the feeling. Um, sorry, not six. I do apologise. Sorry, he's played for five clubs okay. in total, not six. That's an admin error of mine. It's all right. I caught it. Wouldn't be Luke's game without an admin uh, error. <laughs> How dare you? Why is happening here? I'm using my notepad yeah. as well. He's got all the answers in front of him. Yeah. I'm um, writing my name all over it at the moment. Five clubs in total, Marcus. You get to go first. Mm-hmm. We're all pulling for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he is Mark Overmars. Mark Overmars. Okay. Great player. Enjoyable player to watch. Five bastards. Very exciting clubs. player to watch. Mark Overmars. He's played for five clubs in total. Hmm. How many do you fancy? Four. Very good. Yeah, go on, then. You want him to name four? Yeah. Okay. You've batched back five, didn't it? Here we go. <laughs> One at a time, then. Four of the five clubs that Mark Overmars played for in a career that spanned very nearly uh, 20 years. Arsenal. That's your one. Barcelona. Very obviously two. Ajax. Yes, that's three. 
Go ahead, Eagles. Very good. Fucking yes, come good. on. That's 2-1. And the only one he didn't get was Willem Tway. Okay. Which I didn't, wouldn't expect you to get. He was only I thought, I, yeah, I, did, I thought he'd probably another. How do you remember side. Go Ahead Eagles? It's just one of those ones that sticks in your head. Started his career and ended his career there. I think it's because of the name. It's English. Yeah. It's mm. quite, when you hit a club like that, it's quite an odd name and it kind of sticks out. It's 2-1 to It's like Spella. a poor song for Crystal Palace. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, it is a bit. 2-1 <laughs> to spell around it. You're up first, okay? He's played for five clubs in total. Okay. Uh, he is Cafu. Ooh. Cafu, five mm. clubs in total. Career started in 1989, would you believe? That's pretty Credible, good, really. isn't it? One of the greatest players to ever play the game. I think we can all agree on that. Mm. One of the greatest players to ever play the game. Five <laughs> clubs in total. How many can you name, Andy? Three. Three. Marcus, can you do more? By the way, if you do do more, you mm. win. I know. I'll go for it. How many? Four. Four? Mark? Uh, Andy, do you want to do no, one? No, That's where no, he goes, no. five. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Four. Yeah. So four Let's clubs. Win. Let's go on the front foot. For yeah, the win. Exactly. Win it in style. For the win. Yeah. Four clubs that Cafu, the great Cafu, mm. has played for one at a time. See, I'm confident with AC Milan. Slightly less confident, but I'll go with Roma. Yeah. Now, this is where we're guessing. That's <laughs> not great, is it? You've got yeah. 50% to go. I know, but that's, you know, Jimmy White, mate. You've got a Jimmy White <laughs> Sao Paulo. He started his career at Sao Paulo. Three. One more to go. International. As in the, the Brazilian side? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Wow. Correct. Two all. Um, Sao Paulo. Uh-huh. Real Zaragoza. Do you know what? I thought he had a spell in Spain, but I couldn't for the life of me remember. And you said Roma and Milan. Yeah. Before he played for Roma, he played for Palmeiras. Ah. Mm. So you're close, but no cigar. Yeah. But there's one player left. It's down to a decider. Here we go. What did you have there, Andy, with his three? Did you have the three for Cafu? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did. Fair enough. You had to do it. Who was your third? Which was Zaragoza, was it? Sao Paulo. Oh, yeah, Sao Paulo. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Marcus, you get to go first for the final player. If you get it, it's all in your hands. It's all in your hands, baby. All in your hands. Have a little bit of. Spice. Down to the last frame and the last black. Seven clubs in total. <laughs> Seven clubs in total. He's still playing. Ooh. He's still playing. Might help you, might not. Um, he is Gonzalo Higuain. Seven bleeding clubs. Seven clubs for Gonzalo Higuain. How many do you think you can name? I'd be very surprised if you can't knock a few off here. I'm going to do the whole lot. You're going to go seven? Oh, yeah. go on. I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. Have you got the facilities for it? I think so. Okay, well, Andy, it's out of your hands, my it friend. It's all hands. to play for. It's the last day this of the is season. Shit or bust on the final day. <laughs> <laughs> you want last day drama? Come to the ramble. Here we go. One at a time, all seven of the clubs uh-huh. that Gonzalo Higuain can, uh, has played for. Andy, very quickly to you, could you do all seven? Yeah. Okay, so it's come down to this. I might get lost in Italy, but let's start with... Well, uh, it's a lovely country. River Plate. Yes. Real Madrid. That's two. Napoli. That's three. Oh, in order, eh? Juventus. Yeah. That's four. AC Milan. That's five. Inter Miami. That's six. One more to go. And Internacional, aka Inter Milan. I buggered it up. Chelsea. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I was so confident. Ladies and gentlemen, I've let you down again. (laughs) What have I done? Overconfidence.
overconfidence. And it's I told Russell. you, I, I had loads of in Italy, and I was like, hang on, and ah, oh dear, what it's have I done? It's Russell that takes it. Again. You thought you'd get lost in Italy. You kind of did, but yeah. you also got lost in London as well. Yeah, I did. Gutting. What Absolutely got, gutting. What have you got to say? I'm sorry, everybody. But, you know, <laughs> Jimmy the, White, you the said trouble Jimmy is White. I said Jimmy White. I did say Jimmy White. That's why you're the people's champion. This, that's right. Yeah. Andy Brassel, I've let you off the hook yet again. My goodness. Well, you, you genuinely have let me off the I hook. Know. Yeah, I know. I can't believe. I can picture it. It was the Milan kit. And then I remember the Milan derby. And I thought, was he at Inter? Silly the, me. The, um, Very silly the me. The look on Andy Brussels face was a picture. He couldn't believe it, could it he? It was a picture. He couldn't believe his luck. He was like a dog with two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Silly me, everybody. Well, there we are. What an end. What an end. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute ruddy pleasure. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Brussels. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.